Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of The Football Zone, which is a podcast that will air weekly on Spotify, YouTube, and we will also have clips on TikTok. Basically, we will be diving into three topics each week from the whole world of football, mostly Europe, obviously, because that's where the biggest leagues are. And as you guys can see, obviously those on YouTube right here behind us, we have a whiteboard. Those on Spotify are not able to see it. But here on the whiteboard, there are three topics, and those are the three topics that we're going to dive into today. Before we dive into them today, we just want to introduce ourselves. I'm Akeem, I'm 17 years old, and I love football. And I'm Peter, I am 19, I also love football. Yeah. And we've known each other for four or five years. Four years, years now, yeah. yeah. We met through football, actually, so, yeah, so it makes sense that we're doing this. Both of us do have a history with doing podcasts. Peter ran a pretty successful podcast previously, but he did it in Danish, mm-hmm. alongside one of his other friends. And then I did it in English. For those of you who know Sharky Does Sports, I tried to take some inspiration from there, do some fun type videos. So we tried to merge both concepts, get the best of both worlds. And here we are today with the Football Zone. Yeah. This is our first episode and we're excited and we hope you guys are going to share that excitement with us. Yeah. So let's just jump straight into the first Mm -hmm. topic, which is Weekend Recap, where we will go uh, through the biggest leagues of Europe and talk about what has happened. And let's just start at the Premier League. We have... Brighton, Chelsea. Big upset. Yeah. Chelsea lost 4-1 to Brighton. Mm-hmm. And it's their old manager, Brighton, yeah. who they actually went out and Graham beat. Potter goes Graham Potter. back to his old club and gets brucked 4-1. Yeah. Unbelievable. 3-0 at halftime. Yeah. It's and incredible. They ha- were in that situation before previously with West Brom, yeah. like you mentioned. Yeah, I, I mentioned that briefly before, before we started this, that... Uh, a couple of seasons ago, they actually went down 3-0 to West Brom at halftime, but they did manage to turn that around, mm-hmm. but not this time, apparently. Yeah. But then again, West, uh, sorry, Brighton have been very good this season. Yeah, they're up there fighting for top four, top six. They even got a result against Liverpool, which seemed to be a big upset. But and United. Up there. And United as well. They won. Yeah, and you, and you know what? You would think that Graham Potter, going back to his old club, he would have some knowledge about how to beat his own club. But clearly not. He's gone to another club to win trophies, as they always do, better group of players. And then he got humbled by his own by his own team. Yeah, and his old players. Yeah, well. so yeah, it's a yeah. bit ironic, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's incredible. But I feel like mm. Chelsea have Chelsea is a team that, for me, they never have the biggest players in the world. They just have a group who is kind of up there. Uh, Other than Hazard, we have to say that. Yeah, he, yeah. He was. He but was that's a long there. time ago now. True. It's it's a bit. Seems seems like yesterday, but well, yeah. he's been going for but ages. It's like three, four years now. Yeah. But I feel like Chelsea have never really like had the biggest player in football. Like yeah. we've obviously had Messi, Ronaldo, Lewandowski, Benzema, Mbappe, mm-hmm. Haaland, Suarez, at times. Suarez, obviously yeah. Neymar too. Mm-hmm. We can't forget, forget about Bale him. even. Bale. We yeah. could go on forever. Yeah. But I don't feel like, other than Hazard, that Chelsea have never really had that player. They obviously had uh, N'Golo Kante, but he's not, obviously he's injured right now, but I don't think he's the player that he was before. Mm. Um, But obviously they have won the league under Kante, and they also won the Champions League with Thomas Tuchel, which is arguably one of the worst Champions League teams to win it. Like, if you look at the roster, yeah, like... definitely, definitely. Yeah. I was, I was going to... I thought you were going to say one of the most boring finals, and I was no, like, no, 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 that's a Liverpool-Tottenham no, in 2019. Yeah, that yeah. was a terrible match. Yeah. But moving from the blue side of the Premier League over to the red side, Liverpool lose again. 2-1 to Leeds. Shocking performance from Liverpool. Yeah. Honestly, it was terrible. I would hate to be a Liverpool fan in this day and age right now. Yeah. Honestly, It's terrible. not looking good. No. It's really not looking no. anything good. And it... It just it doesn't look like any of the players want to win. Like if you watch the game, you see Thiago, he's working hard. Van Dijk doesn't look like he wants to be there. Salah doesn't look like he wants to be there. Obviously Diaz is out, who's probably arguably one of the players who shows the most passion and cares. And the rest of them, it just looks like they don't care. And granted, they did play every single game possible last season. 
but it's not an excuse to go from here to here, losing to Nottingham Forest, 1-0, and yeah. then in the last minute against yeah. Leeds yeah. as well. Two relegation sides, yeah. really. Like, yeah. Leeds are not in the relegation zone, but like... No, they, they were. Oh, they were? They were. Okay, yeah. It was their first win since August. Oh, yeah. That's true. But, but you know, you would expect Nottingham Forest Leeds to go down, mm. so not a good position to be in to lose yeah. to relegation side. Honestly, and it's the first time Liverpool have lost at Anfield since 2017. Yeah, and Van Dijk's first Other than, loss. obviously, they did lose in the corona period after they'd won the Premier League, I yeah. think it was, but that was not in front of fans. Yeah. Um, and Doesn't Van Dijk's count. record. That whole season, yeah. Gone. Out the, out the window. And it's so typical, everyone was talking about, oh, Man City, Haaland's going to come and take Van Dijk's record. Stayed intact, Haaland couldn't break it, but who it was that little kid. What was his name? Jacksonville. Something like Somerville. Somerville, number 10, scored a fluky goal in the yeah. last minute. Yeah. Terrible. I feel like the first goal that Liverpool conceded was very lucky. It was uh, Joe Gomez. The, the, the pass wasn't bad. It was just Alisson who slipped. Yeah. I really. Mean, lack of communication. Because if yeah. you watch, the, watch it back, Gomez was not looking at all. And obviously, yeah. you're supposed to trust your keeper. Yeah, I, that's what I... He doesn't have to look up. He doesn't have the time for that. Because mm. there's a defender right behind... Uh, sorry, uh, an, an attacker. attacker right behind him. Yeah. So he doesn't have time to Fair look point. up. He knows, okay, Allison is there. And then Allison, you know, obviously he wasn't there. So he has to run, but then he kind of slipped. Yeah. So I just feel like it's a very unlucky goal and very mm. unfortunate. Mm. I don't think it's either of, like, Allison or Gomez's fault. Yeah. It's just an unfortunate goal. But then if you look at the rest of the game, Liverpool still should have won it. Because Darwin Nunez, he missed, he missed some sitters in that He's game. He's missed a lot of big chances this mm-hmm. season. And Salah, miss, missing person. Yeah. Where's Salah? And he scored a tavern, to be fair, but again... It, it was an alright goal, can't call yeah, it a tavern, yeah. but, it was, but, it was but it was like... It wasn't like the goal he scored against Chelsea a couple mm, of seasons ago. Yeah. It wasn't a wonder goal, yeah. by any means. And I was watching back the highlights, because I was watching the game with my dad. I was in Nando's in London, actually, and I went to the bathroom and I came back and I had no idea that Leeds also had hit the crossbar at one point. So, if anything, Liverpool were lucky to get... Well, obviously, you can't call them lucky for winning, but it could it could easily have been more than 2-1. I think we should move on to another one, which was actually a comeback. Tottenham won 3-2 against Bournemouth mm-hmm. after being down 2-0. Yeah, Very yeah. solid performance. Yeah. Keith uh, Moore with two goals yeah. against Tottenham. Yeah. Solid performance. I think when, when teams go behind, it's obviously not a position that you want to be in, especially against a relegation side as well <laughs> in Bournemouth. Yeah. But to come back shown, shows immense character and strength. And perseverance. So, yeah. yeah. To come back from 2-0 deficit, mm-hmm. even after halftime, then go back and score three goals, that shows character. Yeah, and that, that's Conte for you. Yeah. World class. But, but then again, having said that, they should never be in the position to be 2-0 down to Bournemouth at the, first, at the first time. Yeah. But the fact that they come back, obviously really, really good, but they shouldn't even have been down in the first place. And who was it that scored Perisic? Perisic, I think he scored. Kane. I don't, I don't remember not the sure, goal scorers. Not sure. Uh, but it was a late winner. I know Bentancur. Bentancur, yeah, ninety yeah. second minute yeah. winner. It wasn't Perisic. It was Ben Davis who scored. I think Ben Davis. Yeah. All right, Ben Davis. Perisic might have got an assist. That's yeah. FPL clouding <laughs> yeah. my brain. I have him in my team. Yeah, I my, do. You lucky guy. Yeah, I remember. Quick side note: I uh, I had him in my team with Kane, and then he had made an assist to Kane directly from a corner yeah. kick. FPL I was so happy. Yeah. FPL. My FPL has been terrible. I don't know why I have Darwin Nunez and Firmino in there. Man. I have the best attack. I've got Mitrovic, Haaland, Kane. Mitrovic hasn't scored in a couple of games, or has he? No. Or did he score this week? I don't know, but he just came back from an injury. And he's a good price as well. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know if you think we should do FBL channel as well. Yeah. Because we've got some knowledge here. We've got some knowledge yeah. here. I think the next league, we should move on to La Liga. La Liga. Right now. Go yeah. Uh, I think we should start at the in the capital, Madrid, mm-hmm. uh, where Madrid got robbed. Real Madrid. Robbed, we say. Yeah. 
Um, according to the rules, I do believe that it was a handball and the goal was ruled out successfully. Again, we have VAR as a topic, so we will get into that later on. Yeah. So I think we should basically just move on from this match right now and move to the other side of Madrid, yeah. where Atletico Madrid suffered a 99th minute uh, goal yep. against Cadiz who I believe have not won a single game this season it's unbelievable if you go back and look at the score sheet it was 81st minute 85th 85th. minute 89th and then 99th the yeah. goal the game the game was what, what the game was 1-0 at, at, at the 80th minute yeah. and then Cadiz scored then Atletico then Atletico and then Cadiz yeah something like that some yeah. crazy scenes imagine the game being 1-0 in the 80th minute and then it ends 3-2. 3-2. Unreal. Yeah. It's like what happened Charles and Ipswich. And you know what? We will continue with the La Liga, but I do have one side thing to mention about unreal comebacks. And this is... We said we were going to be discussing the main leagues, but in the championship this week, Charlton, I'm pretty sure it was Charlton and Ipswich, had an unreal game. It was 2-2 in the 90th minute, and the game ended 4-4. Go and watch those highlights. It was the, there was a 91st minute goal, a 94th minute goal, a 96th minute goal, and then a 97th minute goal. Obviously, it was low... Uh, Slightly low, lower quality football than what we're used to, but everyone loves a good comeback. So go check. Everyone loves goals. Mm, goals. Just like the sidemen. Goals game. are fun. Yeah, yeah just we, like the sidemen. Yeah, the the quality doesn't. Uh, there was good quality sometimes. Noah Beck obviously good. Manny, uh, Toby. Manny and Toby have been Crawley scouted. Town. Crawley, Crawley Town. Town. Imagine that. Look, let Let me just say this, okay? Let me just put this out there. If they can go to Crawley Town, we can as well. Yeah. Us too. Yeah. We we yeah. we do play football, by the way. Yeah. Well, he's Peter, in, we're both kind of injured, right? Prime now. prime. In, yeah, Right here, actually, no, who's a left footed good passer of the ball? I would, isn't Zidane left footed? No, I wouldn't put myself in that category as, oh, as a no, as a midfielder. No, I wouldn't. I, I if I had to compare myself to one, I would say David Villa. Actually. David Villa, yeah. yeah. You are you, you've told me that I have deadly finishing, you do when I want to, yeah. like sometimes Only when he wants to, though, otherwise, my, he just doesn't yeah, give a you, you, uh, one time you said you remind me of. Dirk Coit. Yes, yes. You said yeah, that. Yeah. Like, you only scored... Well remembered. Yeah. Oh, my you God. You said that, like, five years... Uh, three years ago. Yeah. And I was like, I guess he was good. Fun fact, I got <laughs> Dirk Coit and my 87 Max Hero upgrade. Yeah. So, you got me. L in the chat. Oh, we're not live streaming. What am I doing? I'm trying to be, like, speed. <laughs> yeah. Start barking in a few minutes. Yeah. Nah. Um, shit, what was I going to say? I don't know. Who yeah. was uh, reminding me? Oh, yeah, no. So, yeah, we do play football, obviously. Yeah. But... Unfortunately, I suffered a posterior cruciate ligament injury. I tore my PCL, so I'm out of I'm off the pitch for at least a year and a half. So that means you're gonna see my face on here a lot more, which yeah. is nice. I'm also kind of injured as well. Yeah, knee as well. Yeah, it's not really an injury. Mm. It's more of like I don't know. It's not an injury like that. I can, I still play. I can still play football. I still do play, mm. but if. It's I have a possibility of it not like starting to hurt obviously in a yeah. game or something like that, but anyway let's go back to what we were talking yeah, about La Liga, Barcelona won uh courtesy of a ninety third minute winner from Robert Lewandowski apparently Lewandowski. As thirteen goals in twelve games in La Liga unreal and four assists unreal. he has been absolutely incredible. Criminally underrated when you think about it. Yeah, really, really. I remember... We were looking at the stats the other day, right? I told them about the stats. Yeah. Told them about... Oh, yeah, I, I, I just told them. Just I it. just told them. I'm smoking. But, but I haven't told you his career stats. It's yeah, like, that's why I bet. Yeah, it's like 695 games and he's got like 500 goals and like 100-something assists. It's absolutely crazy. And I remember I wasn't... I was like, ah, he's overrated when he was in the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. But when he came to La Liga, I saw, okay, you know what? He, he's actually really, really good. 
Do you think Lewandowski deserves a Ballon d'Or in 2020? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's not a question, it's yeah. it's a fact. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And uh, I think he... Uh, and you were saying before, you hate when Benzema gets put above Lewandowski when people are talking about it because he has I a do. Ballon d'Or. Yeah, I do. Lewandowski should have had that yeah. Ballon d'Or. And I'll, I'll say this as well. Because just because Benzema's got five Champions Leagues, like, honestly, if you really go ahead and just look at the goals they've scored, like, the, the numbers and everything, I know football is not only based around stats, but, I mean, let's be honest, there was a time where Real Madrid fans, they wanted Benzema to leave the club. Yeah. No club has ever said we want uh, Lewandowski out of our club. Mm-hmm. No club has ever said that. Nope. But if you look at the goals and the assists and just the stats, Lewandowski, is his numbers are so much higher than Benzema. Mm-hmm. Benzema, obviously, he's got more of a legacy. He yeah. is the greater footballer, yeah. but I wouldn't say he's the better player. That no. is Lewandowski for me. Definitely. He's, he's no. the best. He's the better one of those two, but obviously Benzema has got more trophies. Lewandowski only has one Champions League. so Lewandowski, I would say, is the second best striker of our generation after Suarez. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And then yeah. third, I would say Aguero. Yeah. And then I Aguero would, or Benzema? I would say Aguero first. Yeah. And then and I would then have Benzema. Benzema. Again, you can put the argument that Aguero has never won a Champions League, but what he's done for City, scoring yeah. that goal against yeah. QPR. Probably arguably one of the best moments ever. Yeah. Because the, you can talk about remontada or corner taken quickly. Yeah. But this was a title that exactly, was won. Yeah, this was an actual title exactly. winning goal. And then the last second of the game. Yeah, yeah. unreal. 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 But uh, that was no, that was not it for La Liga. I have a thing to say as well. Sevilla mm-hmm. lose again mm-hmm. to, I believe, Rayo Vallecano. Okay. Uh, Sevilla right now. I spoke a lot about this on my previous podcast, uh-huh. and Sevilla have been terrible this whole season. I actually predicted their downfall. Let me say, it. this guy is he's a visionary. On my podcast. He, ca- he called it before the season even started. He said Sevilla will have their worst season in their history. And then I looked at the table a couple of weeks later. Sevilla, 17th. They're 18th right now. Well, after 12 games, it's like one third of the season. It is one third of the season. 33% of the season has gone. How the hell did you... Wait, is it 33? How yeah, many games no, did you it's, say? It's, not, it's not 33. How many games was it? It's 12, so it's so not 33. Nearly, nearly 33. Yeah, 30% of the yeah. season yeah. has gone, mm. and they're 18th in the relegation zone. And you called it. He called it. Yeah, it's I real. can. But it was not that difficult because I want to explain the problem with Sevilla. It's the thing is that they sold the best players. They Last season, they had the best defense in the whole La Liga. Mm-hmm. The best defense, they were the ones who conceded the fewest goals. And they sold Jules Kunde to Barcelona and Diego Carlos to Aston didn't, Villa. Didn't Kunde go to Chelsea? <laughs> they sold they sold Kunde to Barcelona and Diego Carlos to Aston Villa, and they didn't buy a backup. They bought one backup in Macau from Galatasaray, but he came when he he they bought him injured. Yeah. He came injured to the team. Why would you do that? So you who, an immediate replacement. So they don't have. They didn't have any defenders. They had a Gudel, who is a different uh, a. A defense midfielder who they were forced to play in defense, and then they had Karim Rekic, who was once a really good wonder kid. Who's you don't even, you don't Who's know that? who he is. He was he was a really good wonder kid once <laughs> for like seven years ago, but now he's he you know he's not Jules Kunde Diego Carlos level, and the fact that you like throw out your center backs and you just don't replace them when you have the best defensive team in the league, it's it's not going to go well. And, you know, obviously it's not on the manager because he's not the ones making the signings. It's the board who is selling the players. Because no manager would say, hey, you know what, we've got the best defense in the league, let's sell it all. No manager would ever say that. That's the point. And then Lobetegi, he actually got sacked from Sevilla. And I already said before he got sacked, first of all, he's going to get sacked. I, we all know that. 
But second of all, it won't change anything. The fact that he's going to get sacked, it will not change the results. Because, I, I, okay, I predicted Sevilla to finish fourth in their Champions League group, which they didn't. Copenhagen had, they, they were terrible. They didn't score a single goal. But they have, were so unlucky against They Sevilla. were unlucky Obviously, against We Sevilla live in well. Copenhagen. We yeah. don't support Copenhagen. But, you know, you want your local team to do well. Mm. They, hit the, they hit the crossbar once yeah. and the post once. Yeah. And I was there like, oh, yeah, me too. unreal. Yeah. They were very, very unlucky. They, yeah. they, let, if we're being honest, Copenhagen should have finished third in the group. But they didn't because they just couldn't score a goal. Yeah. Zero goals. And to be honest, I was we were both in the stadium actually, just not together watching FCK versus Man City. Yeah. Because when Erling Haaland and Kevin De Bruyne and Guardiola come to your city, you have to go and see yeah. them. There's some of the all time football. Greats. I'll talk about that in the VAR section as yeah. well, actually. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come to that. Yeah. But um, just just to yeah. to wrap the 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 La Liga one off, uh, or the Sevilla one off, uh, actually like Sevilla, I don't I don't think they'll finish top ten this season. Because they're 18th right now, 12 games has gone, mm. and the transfer window is not open. What's the, what's the point gap up to, up to the top 10? Oh, up to, I don't know, up to the top 10. But from relegation zone, it's like one point, two oh. points. Would you, do you reckon there's a chance of them going down this season? No, no, they won't go down. But they have to buy... What if they someone. don't recruit a centre-back in January? I don't know. I mean, they did buy Tankai Nianzu from Bayern, but he's been so bad for Sevilla. Who's that? Who's that? Been, he's been so bad. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah, who is that? Yeah. I think he was there when they won the champion. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, let's move. I want to move to Serie A right now. All right. We've got Napoli. They're staying unbeaten. Mm. They are one of the only teams who hasn't lost a single game this whole season. I believe them and PSG are the only yep. two teams. Real, Real Madrid and City were up there, but then City lost to Liverpool and then Madrid Leipzig. lost to Leipzig. Yeah. So the only two teams who haven't lost a game this season, Napoli and PSG, Obviously, you would expect PSG would be up there. Mm. But Napoli, after selling their whole team, Dries Mertens, Insigne, Koulibaly, Fabian Ruiz, oh all God, gone. I forgot about Koulibaly. Yeah, yeah all gone. And then they bought in Kim, who I already said he's going to be a great signing. Yeah, you were right. Yeah. And Zabongisa, he's playing well this season. Yeah. And uh, Lorenzo's playing... Uh, not Lorenzo, sorry. Lozano. Um, Simeone's kid. Oh, Simeone. Simeone. Yeah, yeah, okay. And... Um, Osimhen as well. He's awesome. playing really well. And then well. The, the Georgian guy. I actually... Oh, um, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm very sorry. <laughs> but he, he's really, really good. He's unreal. You should... If you should go on TikTok and you see some of his clips, the way he cooks defenders is... But Liverpool fans are praying that maybe today could be the day that they lose a game because Liverpool have to win this game to top the group. Yeah. They have to beat Napoli by... I think it's four... Three, three, nil, three goals. Three nil or four goals. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I can see the time is running, so let's just move into quickly the last league, which mm-hmm. is the Bundesliga. Bayern wins six two against Mainz, but Union Berlin actually managed to stay on top with a ninety seventh winner against Gladbach. Mm. So that's really good for Union Berlin. Obviously, they're probably not going to win the league, but it is Union Berlin first, Bayern second, and then Freiburg of all teams third. Mm. Uh, and Union Berlin, they got promoted like three seasons ago. That's unreal, so isn't it? <laughs> they're already first in the Bundesliga after yeah. twelve games. So. Really good. But I think we should move on to the se- second topic right Just now. Just one last thing about, yeah. um, you said Mainz. It reminds me of Sa- Mainz, Sadio Main. How's he doing? How's he doing in the Bundesliga? Yeah. Apparently apparently he's top scorer now, isn't he? I don't know. But I think he's a top scorer. Would, really would you say he's a good replacement for Lewandowski? Yeah, I mean, if they're winning the league, then yes. But, I mean, they're expect- they've won the league ten, yeah. 10 years in a row. We're going to keep a close eye on Mane because yeah. that's an interesting one in future episodes we'll talk about. Yeah. Should he have left Liverpool or not? Wait. Next, VAR. 
basically a lot of decisions has been made very a lot of controversial decisions in the past months actually the past years but especially in Since this it season came out. Yeah. yeah and well we want to talk about should it be removed you can come with your we've got some sequences ourselves that we want to uh-huh. talk about but first yeah. of all i want to ask you do you think it should be removed i do not and i we were discussing this beforehand and i'm not sure if i'm robbing what he was going to say i hope not but i i don't think i am but if i no, no. yeah so Go for um, it. VAR, yeah, I am robbing you, sorry. Okay. <laughs> VAR, At least you're giving me VAR is not, yeah, Peter said this. VAR isn't the problem. Th- there's no issue with it. It's the referees that are the problem. It's the referees' interpretation and their consistency and the twats up, bleep that, Bargav, up in the, up in the VAR room. Because the rules are not being consistently stuck to, calls are not being made when they should, and then they are being made, called when they shouldn't be. There's no consistency. People are blaming VAR, remove VAR, remove VAR. It's one of the most, it's one of the smartest things that's been added to football in the recent years. It's really good. And and they're just misusing it. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. And I was going to say exactly the same thing, but also people are complaining about the rules. But the thing is, we don't, we have no idea if the rules are the problem because mm-hmm. the referees, they don't like, they don't referee according to the rules. Yeah. So people are saying, oh, it's the rules, the rules are bad, the rules are this and that. But we don't know how the rules, they work, because we never see the, the, the things getting called after the rules. I will take two examples, actually. Mm-hmm. I was at the Copenhagen Manchester City game. You were there as well. Yep. Obviously, we were not together. But I watched the game, and the goal that Rodri he scored, according to the rules of the game, that is a legal goal. It hit uh, Morris's hand unintentionally, and then it bounced to Rodri. He scored the goal. And according to the rules, that is a goal, but it got disallowed because of a handball in the build-up play. But that's not a rule anymore. If if a teammate hits the ball with his hand in the build-up play, it's it's a it's a legal goal. The same happened with uh, Barcelona against Inter mm. in the first leg, where Barcelona get cheated of a goal. Uh, so it should have been one one. They also did get cheated off a penalty, mm. uh, which is also a horrible VAR decision. And you know, if you put those two things together, you could argue that Barca could have won the game two one, yeah. and therefore would actually advance the round of yeah. sixteen, mm-hmm. or could advance with a win today. Yeah, yeah. So against Pilsen mm. tomorrow, actually, who they beat five one yeah. in the or first today. leg. Yeah, who they beat five one in the mm. first leg. But the thing is, like, the rules, like, it doesn't matter if you as a referee if you agree with the rules or not. That's not your job. Your job is not to be like there. Huh? Do I agree with this rule? No. You have to. You have to referee the game according to the rules of the game. Mm. Personally, I think. Let me take one thing. The six-second rule, I think it's a terrible rule. Obviously, there should be a time limit, mm-hmm. but I don't think it should be six seconds. Yeah. But if I was a referee and I saw a goalkeeper holding the ball for 10 seconds, I would give him a verbal warning. Mm-hmm. And then the next time he did it, I would give him a yellow card. Yeah. Because those are the rules of the game. Why do we have rules if we're not going to follow them? And the thing is, they enforce it so inconsistently. Like, they wait 15 seconds before giving the verbal warning. And yeah. then they'll let them do it again. And then after the third time, they'll book them. Yeah. That's already the up to a minute that. wasted. Yeah. And the they know that, so they abuse that. it. Yeah. And another thing about VAR and rules is that rules are communicated so inconsistently. And there's a perfect example, because I was under the impression that the rule was if the handball gives you an advantage, it's handball, it gets called. But then Peter tells me earlier today that they changed that rule. There's also a huge problem there because a lot of opinions surrounding football are on social media. And if people on social media, people in general, football fans, don't know that the rules are being changed, then 
how how do they expect people to back things such as VAR or referees? How do they expect to avoid slander on players, refs, etc.? And even though they should be communicating these rule changes, why are they changing the rules so much? Keep stay consistent, yeah, stay, stay with consistent the rules. And why that? I mean, I do think that there is no universe where a handball that gives you an advantage should be legal, especially. Actually, well, it's not really direct correlation but for example Liverpool versus Arsenal Gabriel's hand was up here he was waving to someone in the crowd hand but handball no penalty given last season Rodri against Everton clearly handles the ball in the area with with his um, upper arm no handball given granted there was nobody around him but that doesn't matter if no one's around me on the football pitch does that give me access to just being able to pick up the ball stick it under my, exactly. my thing it's and the run? exact same thing and people don't realize that the, if it hits you right here, it is the exact same thing as picking up the ball mm-hmm. and then kicking it over. It yeah. is the same thing. And I know Regardless if there's not, anyone close yeah, to you. It's the same thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it hits your arm, it hits your arm. Obviously, I don't think if it's tucked in right here, you cannot cut your arm off. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there should be rules for that. Yeah. But like that, that just falls under the, the common sense category, yeah. I feel like. And then the last thing before we move on, unless you have anything else. Yeah. Uh, going back to inconsistency, there is a large gray area with smaller fouls because some things might get called if they lead to a goal but they won't get called if they don't lead to a goal exactly. for example i always i'm always drawing back to the premier league i told you guys no liverpool city yeah the goal that um the the hand the hand um the shirt pulling harlan did on i want to say fabinho that led to city's first goal that got disallowed the referee was letting those go the entire game. Everyone, everyone wanted each other's shirts. And then suddenly, when it leads to a goal, it gets called off. Yeah. Obviously, I, I understand that. But you have to maintain some sort of consistency yeah, with these I agree, calls. I agree with you. Yeah. Because either you're going to call it, call it all the time, mm-hmm. or you're never going to call it. Yeah. Like, just because it leads to a goal, it doesn't matter. That doesn't make it a foul. Mm. And that's the I, I feel like exactly the same as you. Like some fouls are, are fouls. No yeah. matter if they are like in the penalty area or if they're in like on the middle of the field yeah. or if they result in a goal or not. But the one thing is that for example the Liverpool City game was so entertaining as a neutral because the referee was letting things go. So if whatever the FA FIFA are able to communicate that things um communicate and clear up this grey area that say things can be let go but if they lead to a goal then they will be reviewed and looked on looked upon more harshly i i think fans would accept that because obviously if it leads to a goal that means that it was slightly more important than if it didn't lead to a goal and yeah i feel like i was going to say something else but i forgot yeah so you haven't asked me if I think VAR should be removed. But no, I don't think it should be removed either, actually. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good thing. It is the smartest invention in football, mm-hmm. but it's being handled the wrong way. Yeah. Because it's, it, it is the smartest invention, but it's, it's slightly turned into one of the worst things. Yeah. But again, going back to what we said in the beginning, it's basically just because the referees, they don't know the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. And how can you... Honestly, I'm really baffled about this. How can you be a referee and not know the rules of the game? Yeah. Like... Because as I was saying before, it doesn't matter if you think that the rule it should stand or not. Like if if I don't agree with the rule and I'm the referee, I'm still gonna call it because it's not up to me. It's up to the ones who make the rules. Yeah. So the, your only job is to referee the games according to the rules. Honestly, one thing I will say, I really do think the referees they should give post match interviews. 
that would be so entertaining. Yeah. Sometimes it would be sometimes. insightful and entertaining, yeah. especially in the big games yeah. when there's a lot but of. But I feel like I feel like it's not just because of like the uh, the big calls being made. I feel like actually a lot of people want to know how it is to be a referee. Mm-hmm. I really feel like a lot of people they would be like, let's say uh, Anthony Taylor, he just managed Liverpool City, and then he gets called. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But then he gets called into questioning at the yeah. post-match interview. Like, even if no controversial calls were made that game, mm. I feel like a lot of people would be like, okay, so how was the game? How did you handle it? Mm. Obviously, it's a big game. It's like a derby now. Yeah. So how did you handle that game? Is it tough to handle these big profiles? And let's say, obviously, uh, Casemiro, he's known for like talking to the refs before the game and stuff yeah. like that. So it would be very interesting to hear a referee's thoughts after the game. Like, okay, how did Casemiro behave? What did he say? Like, yeah. how do you, like, tackle this, you know? Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, it's very fun. Like, it's not like referees. Obviously, now it's like referees, they just ref the game and then they just go home. Yeah. I don't think it should be like that. Because they are a really big part of the game as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the coaches are and the players are a mm. bigger part. But referees, like, they literally have to say in, like, this team wins, this team loses. Yeah. So. And... I'm pretty sure this is the last thing now, unless you have anything to comment on. I don't on. have any more. Um, offside lines. I'm pretty sure they're drawn manually or they're inputted manually by the people in the VAR room. On, uh, sorry for interrupting, but bro, just copy it from FIFA. They get it right. <laughs> no, I'm serious. FIFA get it right all the time, don't they? FIFA 23? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't they just copy that system? I know that's not how football works. <laughs> I know football is way more dynamic than FIFA. Yeah. But seriously, FIFA... They get it right all the time. So yeah. just copy their VAR system. Yeah. Because I'm thinking back to that Rashford goal against Liverpool. One of my Man United friends was talking about it in school all the time. So like, I knew Rashford was offside, but the goal was given anyway. Oh, Absolute. he was offside. He, his whole, his whole, he his, was way off. His whole foot was offside, <laughs> yeah. man. It was unreal. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, the, there, need, there needs to be a change. There needs to be some consistency there. They need to find a different way to make sure that that is... To the exact milli, 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 millimeter correct. Because you're, you're losing people points. You're losing people games. You need, you need, you need to, you need to, you know what, we're sending this, we're sending this to the FA. <laughs> we're sending it, FA, coming for you. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Should we move on to the last one? Yeah. We touched, we touched upon it just before. We did. Um, Barcelona group stage exit again. again. Uh, obviously, I want to start uh, where it begins with Lionel Messi leaving Barcelona two seasons ago now. Or oh I, my God, I get, two seasons it's, ago. Well, it's one season ago. It's one year ago. Yeah. But they, this is the second season that they... Yeah. So, two UCLs and after Messi and both of them, they crashed out in the group stages. Into the famous Europa League. Yeah, which actually might be better than the Champions League this year. <laughs> We've got some really good teams. Arsenal, United, Barca. Sevilla, but they're not good. Betis have been really good. Real Sociedad as well. Yeah, I feel like there's one heavyweight that we're missing. Atletico Madrid. There you go. Juventus. Oh, another one. <laughs> there's a lot of teams. Yeah. There's a lot. That's of why teams. we wish Copenhagen had made the Europa League spot because yeah. we would have had all of yeah. those teams potentially coming to this country. Quick side note: the thing is, in the Europa League, you want to finish first in your group because then you skip the first round of the knockout yeah. stages. Yeah. So and you avoid yeah. those big Roma, teams. Roma are in the Europa League as well. Crashed out of the Champions League? No, they they're just in the Europa yeah, League, yeah, because they won the Conference League mm-hmm. last season. Yeah, they yeah. might actually not even make it out of the group. Who do you think will win the Europa League? It's very difficult. Uh, that's really really difficult because there's so many teams. But I do have one preliminary prediction, but that's just based on current form. Yeah, I think okay, I don't think United they will they will win against a Spanish team actually. They lost to Sociedad. I, right? I I don't know I don't know if it's because it's going to be a Spanish team, but I just. 
I, I, don't know. I don't know how United are going to do. They are playing well currently, but for me, for me, it's uh, it's the Gunners. Arteta, I think he's going to take them to European glory this year. Yeah. At least, like, if they just get semifinals, that's good. That's a success, Honestly, I would I just, say. I, the teams I, I think they need to get to a final. Juventus won't make right. it. They will crash out. Juventus, what happened to them? The old ladies yeah. in our deathbed. Yeah, I don't know. They <laughs> fell apart. Yeah. One team who I want to, to win it, but they're not going to, is Real Betis. Mm. Uh, Joaquin, I'm a really big fan of his. Yeah. He's 41 years old. Yeah, this guy talks about him all the time. Joaquin, Joaquin yeah. even calls me Joaquin. Yeah, but he, he he got injured though last time they played. Oh, did he? Yeah, oh, no. against uh, Ludo Goretz. But uh, the thing about Betis is they don't score a lot of goals. Mm. So that's the reason I don't think that they are gonna win the Europa League because right. they don't score a lot of goals. Yeah. Anyways, back on track. Yeah. Barca crash out of the group stages again, and last year it was obviously courtesy of Ronald Koeman and his tactics. They lost to Benfica three nil mm. as well, and they the goat. Yeah. Kuman the goat. Yeah, Kuman the goat. Goat man. Yeah. So, uh, but they, yeah, obviously Barcelona crashed out. This year, they have Xavi. But again, it's a really difficult group that they win mm. against Inter, Bayern, obviously Pilsen. They they beat them 5-1. Probably yeah. going to beat them as well. Tonight. Yeah. yeah. Is it tonight? I don't even know. Yeah, it's tonight, 9 o'clock, I think. Okay. But you're right. They weren't, they weren't given an easy group. And no. It's an easy excuse, yeah. but let's be real. Inter and Bayern, you know, one big team has to drop out of that group. Yeah. But also, we're just unlucky. But what, one thing I want to I wanna talk about is the Inter-Bars game. Both mm-hmm. of them, actually. Yeah, let's Especially the first one, because I said, obviously, the VAR decision, if that was given, if the correct decision was made, mm-hmm. again, I do not agree with that rule. I don't think that the goal should stand, but it is according to the rules. Yeah. So if the correct decision was made... That game would have ended 1-1, maybe 2-1, because Barcelona also should have gotten a penalty for the yeah. Denzel Dumfries so, handball. So let's just clarify that. We, we both have the same opinion on this, that according to the rule, the rule is this. We disagree with the rule. Yeah. However, that's not relevant right now. Yeah. If we're going to follow, we obviously have to follow the rules in football. And despite the fact that we disagree with whatever the rule is, if you follow the rule, the goal doesn't stand. Well, the goal does stand. What the goal does stand. The goal does stand. Yeah. 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 But we don't agree with the rule, but that doesn't matter because no. it's the rules. Yeah. Yeah. So that would have been 1-1. Mm. And then the Denzel Dumfries handball, mm-hmm. Barca would have maybe scored that. They've got Lewandowski, one of the best penalty takers in the world as well, would have probably scored that. So Barca would win 2-1. Mm-hmm. So they would gain three points and Inter would lose their three points. Yeah. They would be second in, in the in the league mm. or in the group. Um, but another thing, Barcelona obviously didn't play very well. And I think it also comes down to injuries because they had... A horrible international break, yeah. Barcelona. Mm. Ronald Araujo getting injured, Kunde getting injured, Frankie de Jong, Memphis Depay, yeah. all getting injured. Very, very terrible uh, international break for Barcelona. And it was like, like, one player after another. Dembele also picked up an injury yeah. during the international yeah. break. Uh, so they got a lot of injuries. And that was before they faced Bayern for the, mm. for the first time, I think, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, the, and the thing is with Barca... People are saying, oh, Barca is shit, Barca are this, Barca are that. Especially this season, you can't say that. Barca have been unlucky. And it may look like we're trying to defend Barca. But if you look at it in the league, Peter showed me this earlier. Javi has the exact same record in terms of his start at Barcelona to as the, the great Pep Guardiola. Yeah, 38 but, games and they have the same amount of wins, draws and losses. Exact same. And right now in the league, I'm sorry for interrupting, no but reason. Barcelona, they've... Played 12 games, mm-hmm. they've only conceded four goals. Unreal. That's a goal every third game. Considering that one of their centre-backs is on crutches right now and the other one 
is just come back, come back from, from injury. injury. But again, they did lose 3-1 to Real Madrid. But other mm. than that, they won 4-1 against uh, Real Sociedad. Yeah. So that was the only other goal that they conceded. Yeah. And Oh, uh, wow. They scored. Oh, my God. Yeah, they conceded three of their goals in one game. Yeah. So they've kept clean sheets for 10 games. Yeah. Unreal. Wow. That's, imagine Ter Stegen right now. 10 <laughs> clean sheets in 12 games. Yeah. Was the Sociedad game before the Real game? Uh, yeah, it was in the beginning of the season. I believe it was match day four or something. Oh, okay, like so three. it wasn't like the direct. No, no, no. It wasn't okay. the beginning. Because ten clean sheets in a row—that's unreal. Yeah, but, but no, it not. wasn't. Yeah, but but again, Barcelona. If you watch the second game against Inter, PK had a shocker. He almost first of all, he almost scored an own goal. I was thinking about Gabi's mom. <laughs> he almost scored an own goal, mm. and he uh, obviously resulted in. One, I would actually say he resulted in the last goal as well because he didn't mark Lautaro Martinez for the run. Mm. And if if Pique wasn't on the field and Barcelona actually had Kunde or Araujo, they would have won that game too, I think. Yeah. Uh, again, Barcelona, Barcelona were not good by any means. They were terrible. They were yeah. crossing the ball way too much. And I was actually watching the game with my brother because he's a very big Barcelona fan. And yeah. I was like, why are they crossing the ball so much? Like... You're Barcelona. You don't cross the ball. There was some insane stat that Barca had crossed the ball like... 90 times in both legs, I think. 90? Yeah. Something like that. But the thing is, listen, especially when Inter have a defense of De Frey, mm. Bastoni and Skriniar. Yeah. Three big, strong, tall defenders. Yeah. You don't cross the ball. Especially when you've already got one target man yeah. in there. You've got Pedri, Gavi, De Jong, Dembele... I don't Rafinha. know. I, I'm not saying all of these guys were playing, but you have them: Ferran Torres, Antofati, Rafinha, yeah. some of the best ball-playing football players yeah. in the world. Play through the middle and use their strength, their feet. Why yeah. are you trying to stick it on Golski's head all the time? And 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 a lot of people were blaming Xavi for this, but I honestly think most of it is also on Dembele. He he really likes to cross the ball and. Yeah. One thing, Rafinha for Barcelona, he should not take corners. He's so terrible at taking corner kicks. He he doesn't even get past the first man. Yeah. Like he doesn't even get to the to the near post. That's one thing my dad and I have been saying for years. And my dad's gonna watch this and he's gonna be happy I mentioned this. Every football player who takes a corner and doesn't beat the first man should lose one week's wages. That that should be it. If you can't beat the first man, yeah. unless unless there was a goal resulting from it, obviously if it's like a corner tactic or something. But if you try to put a cross in in the ninety fourth minute of a game and the game is one one and you need three yeah. points and your bloody corner taker hits the first man, one week's wages. Yeah. Obviously, if you play the corner short, then you should oh, be yeah. taking okay. Because the, no no wages taken. From yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I I I think that's a good rule. I think uh, I think. I think footballers should be taking the wages all the time. Yeah. Because they earn way too much money. Yeah. Cut and cut one month wages. It does. It doesn't affect them. It I really mean, does. Okay, one month's a bit much, no, because they have a certain lifestyle they got to maintain, and they earn two hundred k pounds per week. No, uh, not not all of them. There's a lot of them that earn a lot less. Fine, one hundred still enough. Yeah. If we Thanks. transfer that into Danish kroner, it's like seven hundred and forty k per yeah. week. Yeah. I think you would be pretty content with that. I w- Even <laughs> if you got like two weeks of that, you would be like, oh damn, I lost two two weeks of wages. And then it would but motivate would like, them to not make these stupid mistakes. Yeah, that's You're true. Right. You're right. But but yeah, Barcelona again, they didn't play very good. They played very very poorly. Yeah. And the uh, the play the players are to blame. The coach is also to blame. Uh, but I feel like people are giving Xavi a bit too much heat, considering yeah. the fact that he's done really well in the league. Mm-hmm. And Barcelona, their fans, they expect too much. They expect them to win the treble. Like, keep in mind, this is Xavi's first real first like season from from scratch at Barcelona. Yeah. He came in including half, a preseason. Yeah, he came in halfway through 
uh, last season where he took them from ninth to second. Yeah. Um, and this is his first like real season. To crash out of the Champions League, obviously not ideal, mm. but having this form in La Liga is really good for Barcelona. Like, yeah. if you want to start somewhere, start by winning the Spanish Championship again. Yeah. And they can maybe win the Copa del Rey and the Spanish Super Cup, mm. which they will play against Betis. The league shows consistency, it shows quality, yeah. it shows form. Exactly. Champions League, anything it, it's can not, happen. Real Madrid last season, they weren't even, like, the best team. Like, oh, they, they were, were, don't get me started on Madrid. They, they were quality and they had good moments and it takes a good team to produce good moments like that, but they were not the best team in Europe last year. No, they were they very were lucky, the best team in Europe which we obviously... Uh, Condemn, I think yeah. that's the word. Like condemn, what do you mean? Say, I didn't hear what you said. Say again. Like no, it's like it's a good thing. We obviously like we we give them credit. I think condemn is the other. Yeah, thing. It's the yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah, uh, we obviously give them credit for doing mm-hmm. that. Obviously, but they were also very lucky. Like, yeah. uh, Rodrigo scored two goals in the ninetieth minute. Yeah, that that's awesome. not that's obviously eighty ninth and ninety first. I think yeah. it was. So obviously that you could argue that skill, but it's also it comes down to luck as well. Yeah, definitely. And also against PSG, they were very lucky. Donnarumma. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost the ball you could argue whether or not that was a foul and Messi missed a penalty in the first leg and uh, Marquinhos also made a terrible mistake to give Benzema a goal so yeah. it was a collective of player mistakes individual yeah. mistakes and Andy Robertson decided to go on a little joyride up the left wing uh, for the, in the final and Trent lost his head now I'm not one thing you can hear by my accent that I'm English and we do want to stay impartial when it comes to think like things like this but I'm going to defend Trent Trent Trent, that was not your fault, boy. That was not your fault. That wasn't your fault. Don't listen to them. Don't listen. Okay. But uh, but yeah, obviously Real Madrid were a bit lucky. But that's the thing, like Champions League and all those cup competitions, you don't need consistency. That's why everyone can win it. Mm. That's why everyone, like if you look at all the cup competitions, like a new team wins it every single year, yeah. almost. There's a cool quote from Wenger. Um... What club was he talking about? I think he was talking about Liverpool, I'm pretty sure. And he goes, Liverpool did not win the league for 30 years, but they do well in Europe. Why? Anfield. Mm. See? Yeah. Liverpool had no consistency, but they had a good home base. They had a good a good um, place to win their games. And it just shows that you don't need consistency to win a tournament. You need consistency to win We saw it in the 18-19 season. They got absolutely smashed by Barcelona at the new Camp. Yep. But Anfield, obviously. And then so, 4-0 four, four, no corner. Yeah, so, so we see it like they were so bad in the first leg. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with these tournaments, that you can have a bad game. And then, you know, these tournaments are, a lot of it is about luck. Yeah, uh, definitely. Obviously, luck, the, there is an element of skill. And yeah, yeah. you say you yeah, make your own luck. It's most skill, obviously. Yeah. But like yeah. the league, when we're talking about the league, it's 38 games in a season, which is why, you know, also let's talk about one quick thing before we, we end this episode off. Mm. Like, players, uh, if a player plays 10 games, it's really not enough to judge mm. him. If a player plays 1,000 games, like, I saw a crazy stat uh, with Lionel Messi. I actually sent it to you. Yeah. In his game, per 90 minutes, he gets 1.3 uh, GA per 90 minutes, yeah. which is crazy considering the fact that he's played, like, 800 games. If he played 50 games, you know, it would be something else. It would still be mm. good, but... If the more games you play, the more of like the real player you get to see. Yeah. But the fact that he's kept that going, and you expect their stats to to slowly drop. decrease yeah. over time, and yeah. his is just up and up and up and up and up. Yeah. Unreal. Doesn't Unreal. matter which league he plays no. in. Obviously, he had a bad 
first season in terms of goals, especially yeah. last season. But now he's back up and he has more, he has the exact same. He's got thirty eight goal contributions for PSG in thirty eight games. He's got more goals in the league this season than he had the whole last season. Yeah, and then you and considering the fact that he had a poor season last year, he's already caught up his numbers. He's already he's already got numbers this season to to show for last season. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's messy for that, you. That's yeah. messy for scratch you. Scratch that. He, he only needs one season. Everyone else needs two. He needs one. He actually said scratch that. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like his season was a little bit slept on in the league on because people, they don't value assists as much as they do goals. True. Very true. Football, like... Ex- Football doesn't because the, the assist is always in the small writing. Yeah, that's what I'm goal. saying. Like, People on social media, they don't value assist at all. But like experts and people who actually care about football, they value assist sometimes. Some do even more than the goals. Yeah. Because where does the goal come from? Oh, it comes from the assist. assist. And sometimes the assist is beautiful, more beautiful than the goal. Mm. Which we also saw Manchester United, Christian Eriksen, perfect yeah. assist to Rashford. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think we should end off this should episode we? right now. Before we go, guys, make sure to like the video. Drop a comment down what you think about VAR and how do you think Barcelona will do in the Europa League and maybe next season in the Champions League. Also, this, we're going to be touching upon this next episode. So make sure you drop down in the comments who you think is going to win the World Cup. I don't Cup. think it's going to be next episode. Oh, one of the next. Oh, yeah, no. Two. One of the next step. Maybe in two weeks. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Drop comments what you want to see us do next. We will listen to you guys because I'm sure there won't be too many of us in the beginning. But as we grow, make sure to check us out on TikTok and on Instagram. We'll leave the links down below. Share us everywhere. Just shit out our links everywhere. Excuse me for swearing. Bobby is going to have to bleep that, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And remember, uh, obviously, Spotify, YouTube as well. So yeah. if you're listening to this on Spotify, we also have YouTube. If you're listening on YouTube, we also do have a Spotify. If you want to see our beautiful faces on YouTube, yeah. come. You know. So thank you guys so much for watching and we'll see you all next week.